This is Friday, December 15th. When was the last time someone reached out to thank you? And how does it make you feel when that happens? This year at Thanksgiving, I received two gracious letters from pastors I've worked with in the past. The first was a young student. I was given the opportunity to mentor into ministry years ago. He's since been serving at a church replant and has spent years in faithful ministry. The second was another pastor I had the privilege of immersing in the gospel. Like me, he started ministry without learning deep gospel application. Now, both of these men wrote me and shared gracious words of thanks for the time that I spent with them. Being reminded of them and the times we spent together gave me great joy, as did the awareness that what I did in serving them mattered. These men have become terrific and sacrificial ministers of the gospel. Now, I'm not sharing this to toot my own horn, but to highlight another way that we come to see that we matter. It's an appreciation. Now, perhaps we wonder how this sort of mattering could happen with God and us. Paul, the apostle of Jesus, said, Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. That's Romans 11, verse 35 to 36. That is true. All that we have comes from God. The glory for any encouragement I gave those two men goes to God. He's the one who made me, and he made it all possible. It's true. In all of these things, all of the glory goes to him. Now, we are servants, but we have only done what God has equipped us to do and asked of us. Why should we expect gratitude? But here's a parable that tells about a wealthy Lord who entrusted his resources to his servants. Here's Jesus teaching. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had only received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold? See, I have gained five more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. That's Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 21. Now, I love this parable because it teaches us about how the Lord has treated us. As we learn on Monday of this week, God has given to each of us a little realm of our own, the place where we can make choices, the place where we exercise our effective will, sort of like those men who receive different amounts of gold. 
Each of us has a little kingdom. Jesus has entrusted to us stewardship of his kingdom. As the parable relates, when the master returns to check on the progress of his servants, he finds some who have used his resources well. He says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, has the servant done everything perfectly? Well, surely not. But the servant has honored the master by using the gifts for his master's kingdom. And this is what God asks of us. That servant receives the well done. This is powerful. One day we will also stand before our Lord and our hearts will long to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, this is a part of our mattering. What you do matters to Jesus. He has placed you here as his servant to honor his wishes, to be a steward over his kingdom. I remember the story of a pastor who blew up his ministry with unfaithfulness and his family too. I remember another pastor asking him how he felt as he surveyed the damage he had brought into his family and his church. And the man said with the deepest sadness, the worst part of it at all is that I will never hear those words from Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant. But I think we have to be careful even here. I won't minimize the hurt and distress this man brought to others. But we need to remember that Jesus is the one who not only forgives our sins, but he also purifies our works. All of our works are tainted with mixed motives. So much of what we do falls short of who God is. But Jesus stands ready to present you spotless before the Father. Yes, just because we struggle and fall does not mean that we no longer matter to God. Jesus came so that even in our weakness and failure, we can have the assurance of the Father's love and welcome. I am so thankful for that. Each of those men who thanked me, I have failed in many ways, but God is the God of grace and mercy. Where I failed, God has worked for good. And this is the good news of Christmas. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. And that means you and me. This keeps us going when we see our weaknesses, all the ways we've fallen short, and it causes us to rejoice that Jesus has come and that he has come for you and me. Let's pray. Lord God, without Jesus, we would be without hope. Thank you for redeeming us in him and also redeeming the works of our hands through him. For in the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen.